Special thank you to Project K9 Hero. Them and Cashman's Pub just came on to be a sponsor for us for an entire year. So if you guys love puppy dogs, if you guys love supporting our military and law enforcement, you guys need to go check out Project K9 Hero. Go make a donation. Go do whatever. Buy some gear to show your support. Thank you to Jason Johnson and also to my guy Ron at Cashman's Pub. Ron is opening up a couple other spots. He's already got the library uh, in Macon, Georgia. And let me tell you, when we go out to Macon, that is where we pregame. We pregame at Cashman's. We have a good time. They got good food. They always got good music. And Ron is letting me bring some artists down there to play. So y'all do me a favor. If you're in Macon, Georgia, and you're looking for a spot to eat, go check out Cashman's Pub. If you're looking for a spot to get drunk and hang out with your friends, Cashman's Pub is the place to go. Special thank you to Mr. Blake over at Gerald Electric Company. Right here in Cochran, Georgia, they can handle all your commercial and industrial electrical construction and maintenance needs. Uh, this old fella came on uh, middle of the month, so this ad ain't completely finished, but What's cool about it, they're right here out of Cochran, Georgia. It's family-owned business, and they're going to be coming here in the next couple of days and actually doing an episode and telling you guys more about them and their company. So, y'all, please do me a favor and go check them out on all social media platforms and give them a call for any of your commercial and industrial electrical needs today. That's Gerald Electric Company. Ask for Blake. His phone number is 478-279-3308 and tell them you. Heard it right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. A good buddy to the show decided to sponsor this month, DPF Alternatives at 314 Garrison Road in Macon, Georgia. You can find this good old boy on Facebook at DPF Alternatives, Macon, Georgia. They service diesel vehicles, semis, pickup, tractors, heavy equipment, anything that uses diesel. They clean all admission systems and diesels, and they give you a one-year warranty. They also sell aftermarket filters, offer 24 our service look my dad recently this is how we got hooked up with these guys uh my dad recently had to take his truck somewhere to get it serviced and the guys over at dpf hooked us up and we come to find out that he listened to the show because his sister had been on the show a lot so pretty much like family now so if your diesel needs its emission system clean or serviced i'm telling you go check out my guys over at d PF in Macon, Georgia. You can call them now at 478-973-8502. Tell them you heard their ad on the Josh Terry podcast and get $50 off. DPF Alternatives Macon, Georgia.
Shout out to my boys over at Deep South Chemical. A couple weeks ago, they heard the ad on the podcast, and they sent me over some of the stuff that they sell. Some chemicals that you wash your vehicles with. Some degreasers, some tire shine, some waxes, all that good stuff. And let me tell you, folks, their stuff isn't like the shit you get at Walmart. This isn't like the shit you get from O'Reilly's. They gave me this stuff for my tires and rims. And all I had to do was spray it on and wipe it off. I didn't have to scrub. I didn't have to break my damn back. Their stuff literally was so good. I just had to wipe it off. I know I would have used these guys again, even if they wouldn't have sponsored the show. So it tickled me when they decided to do it this month. So I need you guys to please go look up Deep South Chemical. Call them today. They'll ship the stuff to you. Their phone number is 404-909-4257. That's Deep South Chemical, tell Mr. Scott that Josh Terry sent you. Let me tell y'all about Blue Collar Alliance. Y'all need y'all to go look it up on Facebook right now. It is a great group on Facebook, and it's way more than that. My buddy, Bubba Marlboro, is helping out blue collar workers left and right. He also has a roofing company. Just go look it up if you don't mind. Blue Collar Alliance. One of the artists that I would really like for y'all to take a look at is my guy, Mark Ware. Mark was in here a couple weeks ago. He tells his story. You guys need to go listen to that episode. Also, go follow all of his social media. Mark Ware Music on everything. Dude is solid. He's a good friend of the show. Go look him up now. Mark Ware Music. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam-up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media media management if i'm using her here at the studio there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't look her up on facebook and instagram at crooked w consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084 crooked w consulting hit up miss erica now you won't be disappointed let's give a quick shout out to nobles networking Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly hit up nobles networking let me tell you about Lori's dive in in alamo georgia i ran her ad several times now she's been with me since i started doing this stuff even if it's not convenient for you take some time go out of your way and go eat there i promise you you won't be disappointed she takes pride in her staff her food her service every single aspect so Please go check out Lori's Dive In in Alamo, Georgia at 8 Commerce Street. And the phone number is 912-568-1645. Lori's Dive In. If you've seen me wearing hats lately that's got D-Y-H on it, it stands for Down Yonder Hat Coat. 
Seth Bazemore, a buddy of mine, he owns that company, and he has sent me some of their hats. Let me tell you, I love them. I've worn them in a lot of my stuff lately, and I plan on wearing them a lot more. I've showed them to some of my friends. He has a startup business, and I'm telling you guys, you would absolutely love them. So do me a favor. Go right now to his Instagram at Down Yonder Hat Co. Check them out. They also have a website, downyonderhatco.com. Order some stuff from them and tag them on Instagram. And when you do, make sure when you make the post, you say that you heard about the hats and Down Yonder right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, folks? Thank you for turning into the Josh J Podcast. Top 1% show in the whole world. I like 5 million. And the reason why it is what it is is because of this wonderful lady that I'm about to introduce you to that takes time out of her busy schedule to hang out with me. Uh, you know, it's a little on nobody. Uh, I very much admire this woman. I got to do a show with her last year. And then over the past year, I've seen her go through her trials and tribulations and all that kind of stuff. And if I didn't already admire the shit out of you, Miss Ophelia, I definitely do more than you know now. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be back. I really am. I enjoyed it last time, so I know I'll have fun this time. Well, I hope you do, because uh, eventually I want you to do one of our shows in Nashville with us. Uh, I will come. I actually have this idea in my head. Uh, I'm not going to say her name, but um, because I don't think you probably know her name. I'm guessing y'all are friends, to be honest with you. Is uh, it's TikTok Mama Seven? Um, oh yeah, over to pieces, absolutely. Okay, so her and her husband came and did the show, and mm-hmm. in person, and then they they took me out, or we all went out together, and just had an absolute amazing time. And now I'm oh, she's a hoot. She oh, is my... an absolute hoot. Okay, and her best. husband is an angel. He is an angel. Uh, he is not to me. He, we did karaoke together and then we just hung out all, like a big group of us, but he would not stop buying me tequila and crown and sprites and got me white girl wasted to a, to a point that where I went home before everybody else. And that never happens. Oh my God. Yeah. They, they know how to party. I've, I've been with them. Um, let's say I was with them at the Cheer Choice Awards in 2022. And I was with them again uh, in Vegas back in April. They're just, they're just good people. They just really are. And she's just, she's even more beautiful in person. Like I admire her so much. Like to just know that, yeah, I don't know. She's, I don't know. She's flipping beautiful. She is so beautiful. I already have like, I like older women. Anyway, as it is. And getting around her, I was just like, boy, if I don't end up with something like you, I've really, really screwed the pooch here. Yeah, she don't she don't act her age at all. That's what I aspire oh. to be. Absolutely. Yeah, we uh but what I was getting to is I want to get both of you at the same time with us in Nashville for one of our bigger, like six hour long shows at Live Oak and let y'all help host or just, you know. I don't care what you do. You guys want y'all there because I know what a good time it will be. And uh, I just the whole time that I was with them, I was thinking about, damn, I wish Miss Ophelia was here. Uh, th- yeah, it would only make great. it better. They're great. I think she's in, well, ain't she in Texas? She's in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I was supposed to, and I don't know if I'm going to or not. I just, we, we've talked a little bit about it, but they've invited me out there. And you should go. I'm probably going to. 
I'm probably going to. They just, it was too much fun not to. Mm -hmm. they, as I said, they're good people. They're just good people. But so are you. And I have, like I said, I had already admired you after our first show, just the way you conduct yourself, your, your outlook on life and everything. But you've had a fucking rough year. And oh, yeah. the worst one ever. And I just admire you the fuck out of your strength and just the way that you have gone about everything. And I just want you to know, yeah, I just, they don't make them like you. And I got a lot of, I got a lot of, a lot of admiration for you. I, a lot of people say that. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't see any of this that, that people say. Um, I, because I don't try to be anything than just what I am. And what I am is, is I, I want to continue being, even though my children are grown, I want to continue being a good mom. I want to be the best wife I can be. I'm, I'm your friend till the day I die. I want everybody around me to do good and be good. And I love to see people successful. I love to see people, you know, make the decision to join recovery and get sober. I'm rooting for them. I love to see people, you know, come out of prison and completely change their life. Like I want to see the good for everybody. Um, and I just, I know that people say that I'm this way and I'm, but I, I will never see it as that as me just being a good human being. That's what I strive to be. And it's very easy to do. Well, well, somebody once told me the people who make the best Kings in this world are the people that don't want to be, or don't see themselves as that way. And I, uh -huh. and I think that's why just so many people just get infatuated with you and just think the world. I, of you. I agree. I agree. I'm going to stay humble till I'm no longer here. I don't care how many followers I get or what this company offers me or this. I will always be right here in Wilmer, Alabama, being just like I am. There is not amount of follower or money that will ever change me. I will stay humble. That is very the best compliment that somebody can ever give to me is tell me that I'm down to earth. Thank you, because that's exactly what I want to be. That's the best compliment I could ever receive. Yeah, it's obviously that you are. I don't want to be. I want to sell the hell out and make a lot of money now. Like I don't know no damn body. <laughs> I, I want. I want my hundred acres somewhere and a little farmhouse. I want to make the money while I can, and then I want to disappear. I, I, I just. I don't want to be around people. And you, though, make me want to be a little bit better. And I think that's something that a lot of people get from you. I've talked to some of my buddies about this. Uh, there was one girl that when we went to the beach last year and she knew that I did a show with you, she was like, you got to hit her up. If she's anywhere close to where we're at, like I want to meet her because she's literally changed my outlook on life. And, yeah. and you, it's just your positivity. It's contagious. Yeah, it is. It's contagious. It's, it's, it's the same exact thing as if, you know, I, I've said this quite a few times. You know, you hear you you've heard this saying probably for years. If you hang out with trash, you'll start to stink. Well, that means if you hang around bad people, you're going to start acting like bad people, being bad people. It's the same exact thing for somebody that is good. If you fill your life with nothing but love and kindness and joyful and comedy and just all of these just rad things. You're going to eventually become that because that's what you're used to. You'll be, you can be influenced good or bad. So it's, it's being influenced in a better way versus a bad way. Yeah. You either can be guilty by association or you can be rewarded by association. Uh-huh. It's, it's yeah. all, it's all about who you fall in with. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I, I made the mistake when I first started doing this show. I, I had a lot of people on the, for clickbait and whatever you want to call it, clout chasing, clickbait or whatever, mm-hmm. just to get it to where I wanted it to be. And looking back at it, I wish I would have never done that. Like the the numbers were already there. Having a certain toxic person or people on didn't really change too much besides for the content of the show. And then the content I was doing with people scared other people away from doing it that had substance that had yep. that was just a really good person. And ever since pro- before you did the last show, it would have probably been the beginning of last year we decided to take the turn. And be like, you know what? From now on, we're doing just the good people. We're not going to chase the clickbait. We're not going to chase the toxic. And it has made the show better. It's made me better at what I do. But it's made just everything in general just more positive. It's a better vibe. And it's because of you know folks like you that look at the world that way and don't treat it like one big toxic pit. Yep. Yep. It'll do it for – I mean, everybody is drawn to – drama and just toxic behaviors and things like that but they're also drawn to the goodness of the world so you can get the same type of attention just being a decent human being than you can being a crappy one and i i i'm glad that you did that because you really don't need that to grow your audience or to get bigger and get to that goal that you're trying to do josh just literally just be yourself with stuff and people will come it's it really will happen that way you you have a way though, like I don't ever, I don't ever go at anybody on social media for talking shit to someone else. Like mm-hmm. I, I ignore it most of the time. I think there's been two or three times though, for some reason with you that I've seen somebody make a video about you and something that you've said. And I've like, I've had to make a video or whatever stitch do it, where the hell that shit's called to where I felt it was so wrong. The way that folks went at you about stuff. Because I'm sure. It's obviously they don't fucking know you. Uh, one of them was a Bible thumping. I believe in the good Lord. He's he's my Lord and Savior. I'm not a very oh, good I Christian. Oh, I let her. I let her have it. Yeah, I, I remember it was great. <laughs> I just don't understand why people though. But I guess somebody told me one time thieves don't break into empty houses. Mm-hmm. So like I see people that go after folks like you and other people that are just positive influence and try to bring you down, but it's literally because they're miserable with themselves and have nothing going and they're, they, they want to elevate themselves to your stature. And it's oh, just yeah. stupid. What I experienced the most is it is, is so, it's so odd, man. There are actual people out there that want me to be this undercover bad person so bad so that they will actually look for something, uh, something like, Oh my God, did you see her? She doesn't, she does not recycle, but she claims she loves the planet. Knowing damn well the person saying that does not recycle. They they actually they, they look for something that they can complain or turn it into a bad thing to try to get people riled up. I, I see it all the time. Like from September to January, I, I dealt with a full-on stalker situation. Never responded to them, ignored the hell out of this person. He created an entire hate group of people. And then come January, I, my my closest friend, Lissa, just kind of was like, dude, I ain't doing this no more. Like, I, I need to like, you need to quit and kind of made a couple of videos to kind of show some people what was actually happening. And it wasn't from me. I, I, I wasn't talking to the person. I wasn't responding. I pretended that they did not exist. 
What were they and doing? I because with, I must have missed this. It it okay. So it was this this person who about two months after I lost my baby child, I lost him in June. You know that. Uh, in August, they started making videos wanting me to join this this charity movement. All right. The second I seen this person's video, I immediately got this uneasy feeling. I did not believe them to be authentic. Their their vibes were just not for me, not for me. And I just kind of didn't respond. I just didn't respond. Um, somehow or another, um, they, they kind of started really messaging my Instagram, you know, you know, will she do this? Will she do that? Well, to get this person off my back, I agreed to have a video call with them to just let them tell me about their movement. And then that was it. Okay. So I did. The call was very nice. That was it. And I, I told them, well, I'll think about it. If it's something that I, I'll join, I'll just let you know. Um, and I was actually going to join it. Uh, it just wasn't going to be anytime soon. It's going to be a couple of months. I was dealing with just losing my son and I had other things going on. I just, I wasn't prepared to join this movement or whatnot. Literally this person gave me like six days and did not see a video from me. And it went into my Instagram, started threatening, being aggressive. And, and I, at that time I was not looking at my messages. My moderator, Alyssa was, cause I was just getting bombarded with everything. Um, and Lissa was like, okay, this isn't going to work. <laughs> um, she's just going to back away. You've just, she, you know, you're pushing her into a corner and, you know, this is out of the kindness out of her heart. You are not paying her. This isn't something that, you know, she's contracted to do with you. So this can be done at her own personal time type of thing. Mm -mm. When I tell you this person went straight to Reddit, developed a hate group told a complete elaborate story. I have never, I was never mean to this person. They lied and said, I bullied them. I would never bully somebody, ever bully somebody. All I did was ignore this person because I knew them to be not who they were. And I didn't want a part of that. I don't want my name attached to what they were doing. And come to find out everything I felt was 100% factual. But this person tormented my life. They emailed my brands to try to get me fired. Every single live, every day was about me and would lie and say, I've, I, I, anything that this person accused me of, I did not do. I didn't do. Um, and yeah, my girlfriend got sick of it and she made a couple of videos on her account. And as they say, came with receipts. And within about 12 hours, that person announced they were leaving TikTok and I ain't seen them since. I ain't seen them since. Was it, like I, a, was it a bigger creator? Um, they had about 150,000 followers. But when I say narcissist, they were far past narcissist. It, and I, I recognized it because I was raised by one. I was raised by somebody just like that. And I, I recognized it immediately. And I just wanted, I wanted nothing to do with it. And I really seen it in that video call. Of course, again, I was very nice to them, but I never committed to joining. I said I would think about it. And I actually was going to do it at a later time. I just wasn't ready. But man, they just come at you should have seen the emails this person sent. They were horrifying. They were almost they were blackmailing. It was you've got 42 hours to make a video or else it, it was terrible. And I never went to social media and told anybody what they were doing. I just allowed them to do it because I really thought people was going to see like 
dude, what are you doing? You're saying she's bullying and not one video was about man, the, the person was slap crazy. That's just where, flat crazy. That's where more people just need their ass whooped. People people don't understand the way that the world works. First off, like my condolences from the bottom of my heart about your son. Thank and the you. fact that somebody was trying I don't know what the charity or whatever was, but it sounds like somebody was trying to take advantage of that vulnerable moment well, they were. in your life. And there's a special place in hell for people that try to take advantage of vulnerable moments like that. They they were. They they reached out to several large creators to do the same thing. And only one of those creators had decided to join it. Everybody else had ignored this person. And I actually talked to one of the creators and she was like, girl, I ain't joining that. Like there is something wrong here. There is something wrong. And so we kind of all felt that way. But I'd only spoke to one of them. But you could tell that by everybody ignoring, they just didn't want anything to do with it. But they wanted to to use our names and our following to garner attention to them yeah. and what they were doing. And it and it wasn't working because people got that vibe and they couldn't handle it. They could not handle that myself and other people were just didn't want to do it. But for whatever reason, I was I was the one that they attacked for it and I didn't give it back to them. I just ignored. But the the lies that they said, it, it was just it was um it was unreal. People will take things too far with with social media. They they you know they even went I I've spoken in depth about my horrible relationship with my mother that I walked away from, you know, 16 years ago, but I have never and would never give out my mother's name, a photo. I would never do that. I, I've kept her identity very private and she actually appreciates that. Um, this person and their people even went as far as to finding who my mother was blasting her photos online. They actually contacted my mother, which that's not a good deal because my mother is dealing with some serious mental struggles right now. Um, and so, yeah, they, they bombarded their self into my mother's life. They reached out to family members, my brother, they like, it's crazy. Cra like these people are nuts though. They are nuts. Yeah. You got to learn at a young age how to take no and to know that something's just not for you. And the sad fact is a lot of people just cannot be in handle being told no. And yeah. I just, I don't get why people, I will never understand why people act that way. It does not make, I can't justify a single one of those actions in my head besides uh -uh. for the fact that, but I'll tell you this, and you know this better than anybody, a good organization doesn't have to ask uh, somebody like you, or me or whoever a hundred times to join their organization. Usually it's the other way around. It's usually, hey, what can I do for your organization? What what do you want from me? Because I believe in what you're doing. And usually when somebody's having to do that repeatedly about their organization, you know that something something's not a hundred percent right there. Even if you can't, even if from the outside looking and you don't know exactly what it is, it's very easy to tell that something's not right. And it, yeah, that, they they they're walking red flags. They torment. I'll never forgive these people and this person. They they tormented my life and started just three months shy of me losing my son and did not. It was September, October, November, December to January to January. Every single day, it was something else. It was something else. And it was 
it was, I, I relapsed on my eating disorder because it got so bad. And I, I had not done that in probably over 10 years. I relapsed on my eating disorder because it almost mentally took me out because of what, like, like it's so hard to hear people really say these outlandish lies about you knowing damn well you would never say or do those type of things. They were saying horrible things about my baby child. They, they almost ran me into the ground. I don't know how I continued to come on social media every single day pretending that I did not deal with what I dealt with the day prior and continue sitting down with people, giving them love, being there for them. Like I'm looking at it now thinking, how the hell did I even do that? And if it wasn't for the very tiny group of people I have, which is my girlfriend, Lissa, and our friend, Dan, you know, the two of those were able to keep me from not seeing a lot of it. Like immediately they would block a hate comment instantly. Um, they would block this person's account. They would, they sheltered a lot from me, but some things they couldn't because I ended up seeing it or I ended up reading it. And it was, it, it was, it was terrible. Like the worst ones were of them talking about my, my baby child. Like how, like, do you people not understand that the good Lord in the universe is taking notes and everything that you're doing right now? Do you not think that karma is going to smack you in the face when you least need it to like it's gonna happen. You are you listen, I'm a Christian girl. You reap what you sow. And every one of them is gonna reap what they sow. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in everybody answers for everything you've done on the on those days, on that day that you get to heaven or hell, wherever you end up at. Yeah. And there's no way that you like you said, we're Christians. I you reap what you sow. And for people like that, I just don't think that they understand what they're actually doing. They, no. they they don't understand what they're putting you through. They don't understand what they're making themselves look like or their family look like or anything like that. That's where my faith has kept me from being a complete asshole, just kind of one. Because I know at the end of the day, I've got to answer for every stupid thing. I've lied. I've cheated. I've stole. I've done a lot of things in my life when I was younger that I am not proud of. And I'll have to answer for each one of those. One of the things that I try to look at now is when it's dealing with people like this, I'm not the judge, the jury, or the executioner. I'm not the person that has to cast your sentence. But at the same time, like I don't feel like we're supposed to let them get away with it either even though we're not the one that's supposed to pass judgment on them. If, if I would have known what was going on right here, because I'm a, I'm a crash dummy anyway. Like if I see somebody being a moron to somebody that I like and care for, if I'd have saw them talking about your son, I, I it would have been a good chance that I would have went overboard with it because I, I think there's gotta, you gotta have people, you gotta have cowboys or whatever you want to put it. That's going to stand up to these people and say, look, it's really easy to run that mouth behind that screen but you don't realize how bad of a toll you're taking on someone's mental health. And I, I, just, I just don't think that's fair for somebody like you. It's, it's, it's not fair for, for anybody. And it's extremely unfair that I chose not to defend myself because I, I would not bring that nonsense to my page. My page is a safe place for people who need it. And I refuse to acknowledge what this person was doing. I will never say their names on my social media ever they are not worthy of that. Um, but it was very difficult and very hard for me to not defend myself. 
And I just really trusted that people would not be that gullible and actually believe, you know, you can tell when somebody is bullshitting versus you can tell when they're, they're actually a good person. Like nothing about me has changed. There is no inclining that there is a dark person inside of me that would bully somebody. <laughs> like I would never do that. Did they deserve to get bullied for what they did to me? Hell yeah, they did. But I ain't going to do it to you, honey, because it just ain't in me. I'm not like them. But it was it was very hard. And I creators and people deal with this all the time. I am not the only one that has been targeted like this. Was my situation really bad? I, man, I ain't never seen it that bad. But I am seeing other creators right now dealing with the same thing. These These people in these hate groups, they just, they get together and, like, there's a girl on TikTok right now because people have called CPS on her. I'm like, oh, my God, why? I've never seen that girl do anything, like, to her children. or It's just because they don't like her. They don't like her. I'll take it one step further. It's because they don't like themselves. Yeah. It's they, they look at people like you or whoever you're talking about, and they sit, realize that they're happy. Happiness uh -huh. is contagious, but it's also it, it also is very toxic to someone who is miserable. When yeah, because they're envious. Yeah, and they'll never be able to say that. They'll never have enough guts to look at you and say, I can't have what you have. I don't have the talent. I don't have the, the skills you have. I don't have anything that you have. So I'm going to try to destroy that. I'm going to try to bring you down so we're at the same level because they can never reach to where you're at. That's it. They try to take from you because they don't have themselves. Yeah. And they they go above and beyond to try to do that. And it's, it's, it's crazy because we are strangers to them on the Internet. Imagine being so obsessed, and I mean very obsessed, about taking a stranger down. Somebody you've never met, hugged, shake their hand nothing you just don't like them so you've got to do everything you can to try to take away from them you know they think that having 11 million followers means i have 11 million dollars hell no i'm middle class it is that simple i am middle class i'm not rich i probably never will be do i pay my bills on time am i okay absolutely but they they think that oh she's a million look at that she just got that new purse no, the hell I didn't. I got it from a yard sale last Saturday. Like, go away. What but the hell? Even, but even to turn that on its head, even if you were, you earned it. Correct. It, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I get, I, I hear people talk that shit all the time because of the, the artists and stuff that we're around or whatever. A mm -hmm. lot of these artists might have songs on the radio and they don't have shit. They, because yep. because of their publishing deal or whatever they've got, they don't have the money that other people think they have. Mm -hmm. And people already judge them because, hey, all you're having to do is get up every day and write music and go play bars and be around these people. Like, you obviously have stuff like, and they try to make it a bad thing, or even someone like you, anybody on social media. People don't realize that what you do is not a 48 hour a week job. It is a 24 hour a day job. Like you, oh, yeah. you never stop. So if you've earned that much money and you've done it the right way, and I know that you have, who gives a shit if you want to go buy yourself a fat ass purse? Like, they don't, they don't see it like that. Yeah. They don't see it. it. It stems from jealousy and just being envious of that. And I, I didn't ask to blow up on TikTok. 
that I mean, let's not forget, I was in the furniture world for 15 years. I loved it. I, hell, I miss it. I loved doing that job. It was my greatest thing that I had did as far as like career wise. I loved it. Um, but I didn't ask to be placed here. Y'all did. Okay. Y'all just came and you keep coming and you're not leaving and you like what you see. And there's something about me that, that wants people to stay around and, you know, come and check on me daily. And, you know, honest to goodness, I, I pray for them more than I pray for myself sometimes because I'm very appreciative, but I'm, I'm obviously doing what the good Lord had planned for me to do. And no matter how much you try to take that away, you cannot destroy God's plan. Absolutely so just not. shut up and ship out. That's all you need to do. Yeah. So like with me, I always say I, do, I don't ever want to know what the destination is. I want to enjoy the journey. And I know I'm on the right road. If I keep getting little signs, even when I'm on my days of frustration, I, even on the days that I'm struggling with something, if I get something that says, hey, it, you're getting there. Like a little sign from God or universe, whatever somebody wants to believe in, something just to remind me to enjoy the destination. I'm enjoy the the journey, and people like that that just want to throw kinks in the fucking tires or whatever, that just want to take away from you. They don't realize they're probably adding to the God's plan. They're they're adding to the adversity. Like they're making you better. They're making people realize. Hey, there's a reason why she's in this position. Anyway, the way she handles it with grace, you not going at somebody's neck and you could within 10 minutes of you posting a video, somebody's account would be reported, banned, whatever from all the people that love you and everything. The fact that you don't do that kind of stuff, it shows that the good Lord hasn't put more on your plate than you can handle and that you know exactly how to handle a situation. And it just makes people admire you more. Me, I'm crash testing, but I'm not meant to be you. And, I, and I'm fine with that. The way that you do it and the way that you get rid of the people that are causing you problems, it, it's, it's a cool-ass thing to me. I wish I had more of that in me. I just I feel like, you know, there's a lot of call-out accounts on online and, and stuff like that, you know, and they'll be hollering and fussing and cussing. I feel like you can get your point across a whole lot better when you just talk to somebody normal. You can still tell them how you've made them feel. You can still tell them that they've pissed you off. But I feel like you can get your point across a whole lot better because I'm not about to listen to anybody hollering and cussing at me. But Absolutely I damn not. sure listen to you if you want to talk like a normal person. That's where that comes from. So I just I feel like it 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 gets relayed so much better if somebody can just stay calm, get your point across you know, speak from the heart, your feelings or whatnot. And people are going to listen a whole lot better. I ain't listening to anybody cussing at me. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think you probably know this about me already. I don't deal with that at all. Like if somebody is being rude to me or they're not seeing a situation from my point of view, I'm just going to ignore you. Mm -hmm. I, there's no reason to holler and fuss and fight. I'm 35 years old. I've done all the fussing and fighting in my life that I'm going to do. If a situation isn't easy or generic or organic is probably a better word. I just don't want to be in it. Mm -hmm. our, our lives are, are so fragile that I'm not going to spend a day of my life just being miserable because of someone else. I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable to make anybody comfortable. Yep. 
and I, I, I don't know you, the way that you project that though, like even the stuff that I've seen you do with the, uh, with the different communities, I don't ever know what the hell to call them, but, uh, I always messed up the, the lettering or whatever. Oh, you mean LGBTQI? Yeah. Yeah. I call them the alphabet mafia. I like the fuck out of them. I like the ones that are, that follow the show and that are good to me. Cause I, mm -hmm. I, I, I believe in everybody being able to be happy. I oh, don't yeah. I don't care what makes you happy. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I don't care what you do. I don't care about none of that. And the way that even you make that community feel safe to come to you, you're doing you're doing what you're supposed to. Yeah, that that comes from uh, there's a there's a story behind that with with my cousin Bear who was a gay man. And we come from a very, very religious family on my mother's side. Um, now, he knew, he felt he could never come out to them because he would be disowned and, and everything else. But he did come out to me, and I did. That was something that he and I held together. I, I kept that secret for him. Um, but he struggled so bad with being a Christian, but also being a gay man. He didn't understand why would God make him this way if he was going to go to hell. You know, these were his thoughts. And if you were to go to his Facebook page today, which is still up, you would see like how difficult he was struggling the weeks and days up until this day. But he struggled with it so bad. He, he made the decision to no longer be here yeah. because of that. And I I knew right then that I, I would be his voice, her voice, their voice, anybody's damn voice when it was needed to be. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I've always been a supporter, but I turned to ally like in my early 20s. Like I went I went hard with it. I was like, this is ridiculous. They need the same rights as me. Why can't they get married? You know, I turned like hard. I, I mean, I'm a raging ally. Everybody knows that. <laughs> But I, I feel like there is no difference with them versus me. Their rights should be no different because they're a human being. Why? And, I, you know, years ago, and, and listen, don't get me wrong. I don't know like a whole lot. I'm not really big into politics. I listen yeah. when I feel like I need to listen. But years ago, back in my early 20s, I don't ever remember the Republican side ever showing this much hate towards that community. I don't know what has happened and, and don't get my words twisted. It is not all of them. There are bad apples everywhere. Okay. Um, but something has happened and I think that social media plays a, a huge part in that. And it, social media also entices hate to different communities, not just the queer community. Um, so I, I don't know what happened. Some, something changed. I'll, I'll tell and, you, and, I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it's the changing of the guard. You've got these old conservative Christians that are so scared that they're going to lose the church and they're scared of change. And the bad thing about politics is it's old conservative Christians. I, I'm a Christian, like I said. But I think that when the Bible was wrote, it was not wrote for this day and age. It was not. Uh -uh. And, and throughout time, if you look... The Bible has been changed by man's word, not by oh, God, yeah. not by God's word, but by man's word. And these people that are in a place of power, they only take what they want to out of the Bible. 
if we if if everybody lived the way that these people act like they live, we couldn't do shit. We you were uh, not you would not be able to do anything, but they pick and choose. And mm-hmm. with this older conservative crowd, they're so scared of change. People change petrifies everybody. The unknown petrifies everybody. And I think most of these people are taking it to the extreme. And it's on both sides to me now. It, it's on both sides. I don't give a oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I don't I oh, don't yeah. give a shit. I ignore the majority of there's some stuff that I will put my two cents in because I'm a father. I have certain shit that I don't care. I don't want it pushed on kids. That's my only thing. I want children to be able to make up their own minds. If my daughter comes to me, uh, she's a, she'll be 12 this year. If she comes to me in a couple of years and says, Dad, I like girls, don't change anything with me. I love you, baby. Let's go hit some fucking dingers at the ballpark. I'm cool with it. I don't care. Nothing about it bothers me. I want my child to be happy. But I want everybody to be happy. The only thing that really rubs me wrong is – don't tell me what to believe if I'm not telling you anything else. And these old conservatives that are in powers are in positions of power, they're so fucking scared that they're going to go to church on Sunday and it's going to be nothing but, and, and this is going to get kind of out there for some people, they're going to go to church on Sunday and it's going to be nothing but non-white, lesbian and gays at their First Baptist church that they've been going to forever. They don't want it to be different, but but as it as we change as a society and everything, we're supposed to grow. We're mm-hmm. supposed to grow. Interracial love or whatever was frowned upon so bad fifty years ago, and now it yeah. shouldn't even be a fucking. It shouldn't. You shouldn't blink an eye. Like it, right. it doesn't matter. You should be able to love right. who you love. And I think with that community, the Alphabet Mafia, I think they have every right in the world to be happy. As long as it doesn't turn into your point of view is right. Like they're like you have to be able to allow us to have our beliefs and everything. And I think that's where there's so much of a disconnect now is the extremists on both sides are unable to look across the aisle and say, I don't agree with you, but I respect you. Yeah, because they don't know how to communicate. People don't know how to communicate. And it's so it's so easy with me. Like I'm just I am, you know. I don't see how anybody can be 100% on this side and 100% on this side. I can't do that because I don't like that. And I don't like that, but I do like that. And I do, you know, I can't do that. I can, there's not, I'm an independent for one. There's no way that I I can side like that because I, you can't agree with everything that both sides of our, you know, um, political parties like that, both of them got some real bad stuff going on. Like, how can anybody side with well, one and or the other? I can't. Hell no, well, I can't. I ain't never do that. Well, if any, whoever you are, whatever side you're on, or whatever, if you're so close-minded that you're not able to have exceptions to the rule mm-hmm. in almost every single thing, then you're the problem. Like, I, I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I have gotten to a lot of arguments over the fact that with the community I live in, I had to quit doing anything with politics. Like we've had people running for, for uh, a lot of seats in here in the studio uh, last year during their election. And one of the arguments I got into with one of the people that was running for governor was I've never had one of these people that I consider a friend from that community ever be ugly to me. 
but I've had people that had the same beliefs as me be the ones that told me not to come back to church when I was struggling. The ones that told me to get myself right before I walked back in those doors. Now, how am I supposed to be a logical, reasonable person and say, okay, just because you have the same sexual orientation as I do, I'm supposed to treat you nicer, even though you've been a dick to me compared to the person who has not a single thing in common with me. They've been so nice to me. Those people in my, uh, whatever it says in the Bible, it's easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle or whatever than for him to get to heaven. I think I really butchered that, but I want the people that have been nice to me to be happy. And there's been a lot of times that, that completely different views on life. I just, I don't understand why we can't just say, Hey, look, let's not push it on each other. If I wake up tomorrow and I want to, I want to identify as a dog, leave me the fuck alone. Let me identify a dog. But and on the other side of that, I shouldn't be pushing my beliefs on you. I should allow you to have yours too. Yeah. Everybody's just lost respect when it comes to, comes to politics, but but yeah, so for me, that's that's why I, I really became the ally that I am today was, you know, for my cousin's voice. And it's not just him, it's for anybody. And it's very it's gonna always be very important for me to be a voice for them, but never overshadow theirs. Theirs is number one. Their voice is who we need to hear first and me second. That's how I feel about it. Um, I'll be heading to Birmingham this weekend for their Central Pride event. Uh, they've got a parade Saturday night, and then they got a festival on Sunday. Um, so I'll be going and, and attending that. There's supposed to be a lot of people that's going to be there that I'm very excited to meet. A lot of creators on TikTok going to be there. Um, but, yeah, I ain't never going to quit doing this. I got a mouth on me when it comes to them. <laughs> I, it's, it's very unfair for those human beings to be treated any different. And this goes for any marginalized community. Nobody should be treated any different, less thereof than somebody else. Like I, I I'll speak up for that and I don't have a problem doing it. Yeah. Well, I just don't like it that some people, I go way, way to the extreme with this. Anything. If anytime that you think what you believe in is more important or better than anybody else, that's supremacy. And I don't like supremacy in anything. There shouldn't be that. You should be able to be open about other things. And as long as you are not saying that your beliefs are more important than mine, we should always be pushing to help communities like that. Any marginalized community. I'm sorry, my dog is barking. Uh, I think somebody is here. Is that going to mess you up? No, nah, if you got to go check, you can go check. I'll pause it. Yeah, can- there you go. Uh, no, I just, I want everybody to just, people need a voice. And for folks like you that take time to speak out on those, you're, you're, a, you're a gateway. You're a, you're a door to people. You could take somebody, in my opinion, that is super conservative. And make them see the light because the way you go about it. And that's that's a special <laughs> gift. It, it's where, you know, hearing certain people talk about certain things, it makes you a little more passionate about it or it makes you be more open-minded. And the way that you go about it is way better than what I could do because I'm, I'm not closed-minded at all. But I'm so stuck in my beliefs. And half of my beliefs are just leave me the hell alone, let me be happy, and I'm going to do the same thing for you. So I don't really vouch for anybody. 
I don't really say, mm-hmm. hey, let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's listen to what the Pride Month people or the parades have to say. Like, I, I'm not ever going to do that, but I don't think it's a bad thing for somebody like you to do it that can say stuff the right way. I, anything I say is going to be is going to come out of context, and I'm gonna make myself sound like an asshole. Yeah, I just my heart is with them because the community has been through a lot, and they're still going through it. And it, yeah, it's it's so hard to talk about because there's so much going on right now uh, with the community, and there's just there's no reason why all of this should be happening all over again when the community went through this in the 60s and the 70s. Like my old friend, Mr. Larry, is probably 77 years today, all right? Been gay his whole life. He's been with his partner uh, for over 40-something years. And they grew up in Tennessee, Chattanooga to be exact. And I worked with Mr. Larry for many years, 15 actually. And Mr. Larry used to tell me stories about what they went through. And they would be at a gay bar that didn't turn into a gay bar until, you know, a certain time of night or a certain week, week night or something. It had to be concealed as that's what it was. He said sometimes 12 o'clock would hit. All of a sudden the doors would fly open. It would be police officers and they would come in and just beat the actual hell, hell out of anybody that was in that building. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they were allowed to do back then. And that was years ago. And it's like you're you you hear the stuff on, on that they're trying to do now. They want to ban this and do this and blah, blah, blah. And the stuff that they're doing is what this community went through years ago. And I never thought at almost 42 years old that I would see things in our country go backwards. We should be moving forward so that everybody has a better life. They have the same rights as us. Nobody bothers them. Like, just why in the hell are we going that way when we've already been that way or something? Because I, it's all day long hate. I just, I see hate like all day long. Like, and this has nothing to do with politics. I'm done talking politics. I'm just, I don't know what it is. And, and like, I seen this really, really beautiful, like beautiful girl, um, shared a video the other day. Um, I forgot where she was going to an event and she had like four outfits. She tried on, she wanted, she wanted all of us to pick which one we liked. And was it my style of clothing? No, of course not. It wasn't my style of clothing, but it wasn't a lot of people's style of clothing. And nobody could pick anything because they were stuck on, oh my God, can you believe her? Who would wear that? Who? Do you not understand not everybody dresses like you? <laughs> we don't all have the same damn taste. But I sat there looking through the comments thinking, oh my God, just shut up. It just, you don't even have to be here if you don't want to be here. Like there was no need for all of these hateful comments about her personal choice of clothing. Like get the hell out of it. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like I'm so afraid that this hate is just going to be enticed. And I feel like it is enticed and everybody's just going to turn into a bunch of assholes. Well, they're already a bunch of assholes. What social media has done, it's not that somebody's opinion doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter more than the next person's opinion. And uh-huh. with social media, that's what's happened. Uh, you know, somebody will get, it don't matter if it's 500 followers or it's 500 million. 
they think because they have a platform now that their opinion matters no matter what. No matter even if they're completely fucking wrong, they think my validation is I have all these people following me, so my opinion must matter. I'm on a pedestal, and these people like hearing me. And the sad thing is, is it doesn't. My opinion doesn't matter to anyone but myself. And if I say something to you and you don't like it or I don't like what you say, I can still respect the fact that you don't and you believe in what you believe. One of my biggest things is, is why. When I ask you why you believe in something and you say, I just do, I don't have much respect for that. But when you, when I ask you why you believe in something, if you have a reason why, a passionate reason with your, with your cousin Bear, why you're so passionate in it, I have so much respect for the fact that you are passionate about that and the way you go about it. But that's with anybody. Some people, I think, just decide one day, hey, this is what's trending. This is just what. I want to do today. And they really don't have any backup to it. So when you don't have any backup to it, what's the first thing you're going to go to hate. You're going to try to turn it on somebody's head and you're just going to be a dick. And I really wish social media wasn't that way, but it's also what makes it cool. It's also what makes it fun. Seeing some of the arguments and seeing some of the debates. I just wish people could embrace the debate and go about it in a nice way, not going at each other's heads, being respectful of each other to me i know it's not good content but it's a it's a good way to live and and it's it's a good listen too like it it's it's influencing it's influencing a better behavior which is communicating like to normal people all right than like screaming and fussing and hooting and hollering like you you really are showing you know maybe some of the younger people you know, what it really means to have a conversation, to understand that, again, not everybody thinks, feels, and sees things how you do, and that is all right. That is all right. You know, I, I don't give a damn about what anybody, their political, re religious, lack thereof, like, I got I got somebody that was mad at me in my comment section the other day because, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of people on TikTok that, that are in the witch talk community, you know, the witch talk. With, yeah. Like, you know, they're pagan and, and things like that. Uh, and this person was mad at me because I was a Christian and I allowed, you know, one, one of, uh, one of my followers that happens to be pagan in my comments said, I said, are you serious? <laughs> I, just because her, beliefs or spiritual journeys different than mine does not mean that I'm going to judge her for that. I love all people. And if if you want to see it that way, then I guess, honey, you're going to have to unfollow me because I'm not going to not like somebody because they're this way and I'm that way. Like, get out of here with that mess. People yeah. are so judgmental. It's ridiculous. Like, judge me if you want. It ain't going to change me. I, I'm very open about trying to understand other religions and I people give me shit for that a good bit, or they used to. I don't really make it public anymore, but I want to understand other religions. Not, yes. not that I think I know who my Lord and Savior is. I know who my right. one true God is, right? But I think that you're I think you're falling short in life if you don't at least try to learn why other people believe stuff. And it's so intriguing. It absolutely it is about other religions. I am, I'm fascinated. I am fascinated with other religions. I, 
when I'm bored at the house on a Saturday, I am actually on Google yeah. reading something. It, because it's history, and I love yeah, history, and it goes with it. It's honestly goodness. It is so intriguing to me. So intriguing. Well, when I used to catch shit for it, when I used to talk about it all the time, one of the things that I tried to really get through people's heads is, you know, like what the one common factor across all religions are is love thy neighbor. Treat people the way that you want to be treated. Now, there's some mm. other stuff that gets out there or whatever, but, you know, everybody's allowed to believe what they want to. But that's yep. like the one common thing, and I don't know why we can't simplify it to that. I don't know why we can't just make everybody understand that if you just treat people the way that you want to be treated, this world is so much better. Who cares if they're pagan? Who cares yeah. if they're Muslim, if they're a Buddhist, if they're Hindu? What? Who gives a shit? Like, yep. If anything, the joke I make is there's only going to be so many people getting to heaven. If they're believing into something different, that's just a better chance of me. My odds just got a little bit better, right? Like, <laughs> But I think they got their own heaven. I, I think that if me and you were born in the Middle East, we probably would still find Jesus Christ. But there's a good chance we would have started off Muslim. I, I think it's about where you're born. I think it's about the culture you grow up in. That's why so many people think we're crazy. So many people think folks like me and you that aren't scared of talking about our faith on social media or anything are insane, but they didn't grow up or have the miracles in our life or have the things that showed us God. They, they haven't had that. I I use my faith as a crutch every single day. It, I get reminded every day that I am blessed to be here and that I have a purpose. I don't know what that purpose is yet, but I have a purpose and I think with you, you get that better than anybody. You, I started off by this whole thing by saying that you've had a really bad year. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to know that you have probably helped more people the way that you have handled losing your son than you will ever oh, understand. I, it's, I see it from the outside looking in. And if that, I always try to find like the beauty in something that's completely ugly, a horrible situation. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that God allows us to go through hell. So we know what heaven's worth. And I think that, you know, is is a tragedy what happened, but you, I, I you damn being able near, to lead people to God, that's special. I, I damn near lost my, if, if I can be honest, I, I damn near lost my faith when that happened. I, I cussed God like a sailor. Like, how dare you do this to me? How dare you take my son? Yeah. I blamed him. For everything, yeah. for every single thing, you know, um, but I got it back. Am I am I all the way back to where I was prior to losing my baby? No, I'm not. But I am much better today. And I do still have my my personal relationship with the good Lord, you know, but for a moment there, I, I damn near lost my faith because because I blamed him. I blamed him. I blamed him. You know, why, why couldn't you just, why couldn't you just let him survive? Okay. Why couldn't you just let him survive was what went through my head all day, every day for months. I, I just didn't understand it. I didn't I, understand. I think sometimes we have to almost lose our faith. I think sometimes it, I, I, I'm a big believer in walking by blind faith not knowing what the next step is, but being strong enough to take the next step. And I, I really think that you don't get your blessings in life 
until you've earned them until you almost break. And I think with what you've been through and a lot of people that are going to listen to this, if you're struggling and you feel like you can't take another step, when you figure out that faith, faith is what made you take that next step, that it is really always darkest right before the dawn. Like you have to be at rock bottom to understand that God's going to be the only one to help you get up. And it takes some of the worst things in life to remind us of that, that the reason why we're here is we all have a purpose. We all do. And walking by blind faith and being able to take that next step the way that you did and to keep moving forward, that is that is a testament if I've ever heard one. That is it's special. Uh, like I said, I hate that it, it happened, but sometimes in tragedies like that, God reveals his plan. But it's, it's a rough pill to swallow. It really is because until you get on the other side of the pain, you're not going to understand the purpose. You know, I, before I, before we lost him, I, I used to get a lot of comments, people asking me, Mama Todd, how do you get through grief? I just lost my dad. The only person that, that I, that I lost really close to me was my dad when I was 13. And then my ex-husband back in 2019, but you know, we were just good friends, you know, and it was hard losing him. Yes. But it was so long ago losing my dad. I don't even remember how I did it. And I was a kid. I, you know, there's, there's no telling how I, I got through that. And I always struggled with answering that question with people when it came to grief, because I felt like I didn't have that much experience to even speak on it. And then when this happened to me, I thought to myself, I am one of those people now. I'm one of those people that have lost somebody close. And not just that, I'm one of those moms that have lost a son. My son was shot. He was murdered. You know, it it it, it wasn't a phone call that he had been in an accident. It wasn't, you know, at the doctor's office getting told that he has a terminal disease. It wasn't any of that. Somebody made a choice and took my son from me. And I, I just, that rings in my mind all the time, all day, every day. Like I, I never thought that something like this would happen to our family. Yeah. And I am now one of those people that you see on television, like at on Dateline NBC, where they're telling the story about what happened to their loved one. I, we are that family. And it's, it's still just what, like I, it happened to me. Like, I can't even find the words right now. It happened to me and my children and my husband and our family. It's, it's, it, it's still shocking. It's still shocking. Well, the thing in my mind, and it's, I, I wouldn't know. I mean, you're the only person that would know this is where you're at with it. I, I have no idea where you're at with it. But one of the things I tried to do, whether it was, me allowing myself to make bad decisions as a, a as a younger man to where I got put in jail or whether I did stupid things in life, I, I, I used to just be so mad about it all the time that it happened to me, but it happened for me. And I just didn't realize it at the time. It made me who I am. And, you know, the sad thing is I didn't I didn't lose anybody with with my things. I did everything to myself. 
Like I am the, I am the cause of all my, all of my pain. And, but with you, I think that even though it's just so hard to deal with, if you haven't had that moment of clarity that you realize why it happened yet, that it was for a part of the bigger picture. A lot of people don't want to hear about the bigger picture when they're still grieving or they're still hurting, or this is part of God's plan or whatever. But the truth is that one day down the road, regardless of what situation someone's in, they're going to realize why they went through that situation. No, you're correct. Yeah. And you're I correct. That, that's 100% accurate. That there's, there's a reason why this has happened to our family. I might not know what that reason is today, and it might not be next month. But I know at some point God's going to reveal what the purpose of this was. I'm so, I'm so angry at this person because it was over something so small. You know, we just got more details and I, I can't speak on that situation, but That's fine. we, when we got the details as to what happened in that vehicle, it, it just blows my mind, blows my mind. You know, my son, because let me tell you something. When he lost his dad back in 2019, he gave me a run for my money, honey. <laughs> he really went through it. I mean, I was getting phone calls from school. I'd had to leave my job because he got pulled over. And, you know, then he dealt with depression and he went to a facility that helped with that. Like he just, we went through a lot with him. But that year, the year of 2022 was his best year yet. He had gotten a great job. Him and his girlfriend moved out. They had their own place. He was paying his own bills. He had a nice car. Like my youngin was the most grown up, almost 19 year old I ever met. That child was born grown. Like he couldn't wait to get out on his own and be himself and have these things and just be a grown up. And that year was his best, was his best. And for whatever reason, I'll, I'll never know why he felt the reason to I'm going to get a little weed and sell it. I have no idea because he made damn good money at his job. He never asked me for anything. I mean, nothing like you would, you would never catch my young and on the phone asking for a dime. He, he did it himself. He did it himself. It was, it was amazing that way. But for whatever reason, just two months before we lost him, he decided that he was going to, sell a bag of marijuana. So somebody calls him and says, hey, do you have, I don't know how they ask for marijuana, weed, whatever. And Randon says, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll meet you at the gas station. Now my child knew that the area he was going to was not a good area, was not a good area. And he was already feeling iffy about it because the friend that had kind of connected him with the alleged shooter he was already feeling iffy about going there because he calls the friend back and he's like, hey, is this is this guy nice? Is he cool? Is it, you know, and the friend was like, yeah, 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 it's fine. It's fine. So my baby child was already feeling iffy about that, which is why he called him back. But for whatever reason, he goes there and he pulls up to the gas pump. The alleged shooter gets out of the car, gets into the back seat of my son's vehicle says what he says to him, and 11 seconds later, he shoots my son right here, mm. and it goes through goes through the heart. 
you mean to tell me that a, a small, it was a small bag of marijuana, a small bag of marijuana was worth taking my son's life? Not only did you destroy our life, but you've now destroyed yours and your family. I know, I know that young man's mom and daddy didn't raise him to do that. They didn't raise him like that. You know, he graduated high school. That From things that I've heard, he was a nice young man in high school. Smart, was going places, had everything in the world at his fingertips. So you not only like destroyed our life and my son's life, but you destroyed your own. So you didn't just hurt my family. You now hurt your family too because your family don't deserve that. I could not, let me tell you something. I couldn't imagine if one of my children took somebody's life, no matter how they did it. I couldn't imagine, I, I couldn't live with that. I could not live with that because knowing damn well, I didn't raise my children that way. And I, I know she didn't. And I know he didn't. You know, I've, I've never spoken to the parents, but I, I empathize with them and I understand. And I know this is hard for them too. But they also have their son still on this earth. You know, they'll be able to hug their son again. I won't. But I don't understand how something so small was worth taking a life over. I, I, I'll never I'll, I'll never come to terms with understanding the, the reason for that. You know, I, I just I don't understand that. I don't think you ever will. Uh, the way that. I, like I said, I try to see things in a different light. And only thing I could ever tell you that would make sense, that would ever give you any type of peace is, and it's going to take years, but if that young man, I'm sure he's going to prison, and he's probably going to go to prison for a long time. If that man sees the grace that you're showing right now, you're mad as hell. I mean, you should be. You have every right to be. But if that young man sees the grace that you're showing, and the faith that you're showing and his family sees it. And then that man turns to the Lord. And then that man ends up witnessing the people in prison to where it brought other people to the Lord, like a butterfly effect. That's the only way I could ever see you getting peace from it. And I don't think any parent would, I don't think in that situation, there's any way I just try to, and I'm not in your shoes. So it's very hard for me to speak on anything like that. But even in a negative situation, I try to see what might turn out to be positive so I don't drive myself crazy. But like I said, I'm not in those shoes. I couldn't imagine wearing your shoes right now. I would. I, that's why I admire you so much. I don't know what I would do. I don't. I I think I would lose my mind. I don't think I would have the faith that you have. I don't think I would have the strength that that you had or have, and. It's just so obvious. You, you just, even when you're talking about everything you just talked about, I, I don't know. I can just see that there's a purpose to it. I will never be able to tell you what the hell the purpose is. Uh, that's not, that's, I don't write the book, but it's hard to question God when he knows the past, the present, and the future. Uh, it, it's, it's easy to get mad when we don't know the storyline. And, and I think that's where you, you're at. And I think that's where you're going to stay at for a long time, unfortunately. But one of the one of the things that I I knew immediately was that I, I wanted I wanted my baby child's name to mean something. Yeah. And right at, right after he passed, uh 
a large creator, Tiff and Kari, created a GoFundMe for our family. And I had to request for the don't. This blew our mind. We had to request for the donations to stop because they would not stop. They would not stop donating. It, 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 it was they would not stop donating. I got with Tiffany. I said, just stop. Just shut it off. Like this is this, this is enough. What we decided to do, which it's it's in the trust now. What we've decided to do, and we are doing it actually, is building Randon's Way Foundation. Now, man, when I tell you the IRS is hard to work with <laughs> when it comes to building a, you know, an organization like that, my God, I mean, it can take up to 18 to 24 months, honestly. So it's been taking a minute. Now, we've already submitted all of it. We're just basically waiting now. But anyway, um, what the reason I, we named it Randon's Way is because Randon liked to do things Randon's way. Oh, I like like that. I said, like I said earlier, he was the most grown up, almost nineteen year old I've ever known. He he was a hustler. He did things his way. And he was going to make things happen. So we named the foundation Randon's way. But the main thing we'll be using his foundation for is for other youth, not just in our town, because we would like to branch out. We're gonna we're starting in our hometown of Mobile, but we hope to branch out into other states uh, as quick as we can. But the main thing we'll be focusing on is the youth. There's a lot of young men out there that don't have dads, that have a single mom struggling to put food on the table, doing the best that she can. But there are things that a son needs from a dad sometimes. They need that father figure in their life, whether it's an uncle or a friend or somebody else's dad. It's they need that. You would be surprised on what a father figure can do for a youth in that area. So we're we're going to have a program. It's kind of like the Big Brother. You've heard of them before. Uh, where we'll have volunteers that can be available to that youth. You know, say they're having a tough time at school, and you know they just want to FaceTime. Dad, you know, they'll be able to do that. And that volunteer will be available to them as a listening ear, a safe place for them. Um, they'll all they'll all they'll be going uh like on outings and stuff like that, boating, fishing. Uh like it's it's a whole game plan we have on there, but it's outreach. I'm also gonna be doing things that will be helping families in need as far as the financial aspect of it. Um, say this single dad has two kids and he needs a ramp built onto his house. We're going to come in and we're going to do it for him. We're going to have those people and uh, put up the supplies. So it's a, it's a big, it's going to be a huge thing. Um, but we took that and we stuck it in trust with Whitney Bank and was like, that's it. We're going to, it's going to sit here. We're going to keep building onto it. And then once that foundation is open, we're going to hit the ground running and we're going to change some lives and some young kids in my community if it's the last damn thing I do. If I didn't already love you and thank the world of you, you can put me down to help with whatever. I, I, I will I will volunteer whatever. And last thing I'll say to you before we get off here is I know you lost one life, but it sounds like you're going to help a whole hell of a lot other and save some too. I can't wait. I, I honest to goodness cannot wait. I'm proud of you. 
I just I, I I love you to death. I think the world of you, but I'm telling you, it takes a special person. God don't make mistakes. We do. He, it, we don't understand his decisions, but he don't make mistakes. And yeah. I just the fact that you have that game plan and the fact that you want to do that, and you can just tell you lit up when you were talking about how passionate you just got about it. Yeah, because I, we because we've just been monthly. You know, I I do pretty good on on social media. Again, I ain't rich, but I do pretty good. <laughs> but every month, I've just been adding, and the fact that when it's you know av- available and going live, what all I'm going to be able to do, I I really feel like that's a major part of my purpose, and for me to be able to have this large platform to get the word out so that more volunteers are going to come and be there for these kids because they need it. And these families need it. And damn it, I'm going to make it happen. And Randon's way is going to be known nationwide. You better believe that. You got me. You about got me tearing up over here. Uh, you, I mean, you really do. You really do. I love seeing, I, I love seeing the passion in you right now. It's, it's, it's special. Well, uh, well, thank you for hanging out with me, and You're I welcome. hope we can get together in person soon, uh, finally. And uh, I, I don't know, it's just I want you to know that you are special. That it, that there is something about you that is just obviously overwhelmingly special, and it, it is it's a beautiful thing to see. I appreciate it, and I thank you for having me back. Call me back whenever you need me to come make another visit. Oh, you can hang out with me whenever you want to. <laughs> well, drop your social medias real fast, and we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, TikTok is Shoelover99. Facebook is Ophelia Nichols. So is my IG, and so is my YouTube. All right. Well, thank you, ma'am, so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll see you soon. See you. And thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. I will catch y'all next time.